0: Welcome to episode nine of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host Dee, and my co-host this evening is Lenore. Less unfortunately, is away this week. Tonight we're talking about highlighters, but first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So for me on this rainy evening, I'm drinking a flat white from Starbucks. It's kind of become my new favorite drink when I'm like on the go and don't have time to make my own coffee. And it has three shots of espresso in it. So there's that. <laughs> and and now, Three? Yeah. Ow. Now that I'm back on the coffee train. Although three shots of espresso isn't a lot, actually. Um, as a coffee nerd and as, like, a pseudo-science nerd, <laughs> um, a shot of espresso has about 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. So it's 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is not a lot, like, when you think about it. It's a lot if you can handle it. It's all about consumption. If I took three ounces of espresso and drank it all at once, that's a lot. But, like, I got this, like, a half hour ago, and I'm still working on it. So there's that. I am writing today with a classic. Actually, I shouldn't say classic because it's not the original. But uh, Blackwing 602.
1: Oh, yes. Um,
0: I just grabbed it. It was here. I actually... Uh, <clears throat> used it to write a poem that I have contributed to Plumbago, uh, issue number two. (gasps) Yes. So I'm really excited about it. It's actually an ode to the Blackwing. And I don't want to share it here and spoil it for people, but I'll I'll send you.
1: Okay. And actually, by the time this comes out, the zine may be out.
0: Yes. I'm not sure the timeline. So we'll just leave it at that. And maybe I'll have a reading of it when it is out. Um, and writing on my good old trusty Stationers Inc. notebook. And as far as uh, other things I'm consuming, I, of course, have been playing Magic the Gathering, and watching a lot of anime, because I legitimately forgot to cancel a subscription to a streaming service for anime. <laughs> um, and it actually really sucked, because it wasn't a month-to-month thing. It was like every three months, so it was like $30 that came out that I wasn't expecting.
1: Right. But it's also really hard to remember to do that because... When it's
0: three months, yeah. Yes. Just like, Gina forgot to cancel Blue Apron for next week. (laughs) So there's $60. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, it happens. So I've been kind of like watching anime because I feel like I need to get my money's
1: worth. As one does.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's really been it for me as far as what I've been consuming in my life. How about you, Lenore?
1: I, um, I'm having some Tazo mint tea, and I'm drinking it out of my purple ball jar, which is kind of, you know, just makes me happy. I know, I know, but these these jars just make me happy. Um, (laughs) and I'm writing, so several years ago, um, a student brought me a package of neon-colored filler paper, like, notebook paper. Okay. Three-hole punch. Um, I think I have some, but yes. Lined, and, and unfortunately, it's wide rule, but that's okay. Ugh. So, my favorite use of this, and that was because she was writing with it, and I admired it. So, she brought me a package of it at the end of the semester, and I've actually kind of hoarded it, because what I use it for is when I'm doing my planning at the beginning of a semester, I get out a sheet of each of the four colors, And I have one for one course, another for the other course, and then one for general stuff for school, and then one for personal stuff. Nice. And I just, you know, I just kind of use this. I keep the sheets on my desk while I'm doing planning. And so it's just kind of a very um, in the moment, messy, kind of scratchy list of anything that comes up. And that's my dumping ground for. for what needs to be done in getting ready for each class for the semester. And it's also really nice because if I plan it well, I can also make the first day uh, handouts for the class, you know, like have a colored cover mm-hmm. sheet that that not matches because these are kind of, yeah. you know, they're not matching the copier paper. But, you know, I can like, if I put orange, if I put Chem 105 on the yeah. orange paper, I can do a, an orange cover on the syllabus and an orange cover on another hand uh, course calendar. You were like exactly course.
0: how I would be as a professor. Like, I'm all about color coding because
1: my brain... Because I'm really, really disorganized. Yes. And if I don't do that, then it's a problem.
0: Yeah, I just find that, like, my brain, like, so I use Google Calendar and everything is color coded. Appointments, um, class times, like, you know, meetups with friends but i like the fact that i can look at something on the calendar and be like oh yellow i have a doctor's appointment
1: you know what i mean like it's
0: it's an easy way to parse information so i think that's cool
1: yeah yeah it's really nice it it really does make things more convenient so that's what i'm writing on and um and I'm using um fountain pen i'm using my green ink in nice. my Lamy Safari fountain pen cool cuz it's handy yes all right.
0: So let's get to our main topic, which this week is highlighters. There are so many kinds of highlighters that I don't think it's actually possible for me to try every single one because I've actually tried to acquire as many as possible. Um, because I'm always, I'm the type of person that needs to highlight stuff. Um, my brain kind of operates on color coding. So I'm always looking for the best tools for the job. As a pencil lover, I really was looking into some uh, dry highlighters because you get that pencil feel, and it's a pencil highlighter. Why not? The pencil highlighters that I've tried, except for maybe two, are really lacking, um, almost unusable, whereas other highlighters are wonderful, um, and I've kind of been pulled away from that pencil highlighter mindset into just highlighters in general. So like I said, the two kinds of highlighters, really the main ones, um, are dry highlighters and I guess you'd call them wet highlighters like your traditional, but then there's gel highlighters, which we'll talk about in a minute, but.
1: Which I actually had not heard of until today. Yeah. Um. And just to say the, uh, dry highlighters were one of my Kind of gateway items getting into pencils. Really? Because I, yeah, well, yeah, because I was specifically looking to try and get away from using so much plastic in my life. And, you know, highlighters seemed like a place to do that. And so I bought, um, I bought some highlighters, highlighter pens from, um, pencilthings.com back in the day. And, um, they're ones that are no longer available, but they were pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, I, I always use highlighters, like, in some capacity, but it was always just, like, some cheap, like, whatever's around. And it wasn't until I tried dry highlighters that I was like, oh, like, there can be something else. And then, it yeah, kind of, right. you know, and then when I became a student again, I realized that I need a lot of highlighters in my life. So, and that's where I kind of, like, kind of stepped on the crazy train of highlighter acquisition. <laughs> so I have way more highlighters than I will ever need. But that's good. It You know, it, it allows me to to talk about that stuff today. So, I mean, I guess we'll just jump right into it. So, obviously every highlighter has its purpose, dry and wet and gel. I will say right off the bat for you pencil users out there, dry highlighters are going to be disappointing if you're highlighting over pencil. Plain and simple. Unless you're writing with either a really like light, you know, pencil like and not to like like don't highlight over a six oh two. You're not going to have a good time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, whereas if you're writing in pencil, I definitely recommend the traditional like marker type highlighters. Um, the issue with the the dry highlighters over pencil, at least my experience, and maybe you had something different, Lenora. Um, it just kind of picks up the graphite as well as the color it's putting down, and just smudges everything.
1: Yeah, I don't highlight over graphite very much. I'm much more likely to be highlighting in a, a printed paper.
0: Yeah, see that's or a
1: <laughs> photocopier.
0: That's where I have trouble because a lot of times I take class notes in pencil because I love to write in pencil, but then yeah. when I'm like reviewing them, I want to highlight vocabulary words or pertinent information or and I figured, oh, dry highlighter that might work and it doesn't. So, don't do that. Um, you know, Wet highlighters are obviously much more better. It's rare that I've had smudging when I highlight over pencil with the, uh, the wet marker style highlighters. I will say, though, and, and again, Lenore, you may have a different experience, is with the dry highlighters, I actually, if I'm, if I'm reading, like, I don't know, like a journal article, if sometimes it actually picks up the ink on the paper a little bit and will smudge it, so I still have trouble with dry highlighters at times.
1: Yeah. I haven't noticed that, but I also, I don't use them as much as you do.
0: Yeah. I'm using them. uh, I use them every day pretty much when I'm in school. Um, so let's, I guess, break down the, the actual highlighters in these two categories. Um, so for the dry highlighters, actually, Lenore, you sent me an awesome package of, of a few things that I've been trying and, I like most of them. Um,
1: Those Spotlight ones are the ones that I got from Pencil Things, and they're not made anymore, but they're the best ones I've used. I was just going to say,
0: the Spotlight ones, I was trying to look online before I, I, I started recording, because I wanted to see if I could find these, because right. they basically, for me, um, hit all the marks, like that smooth feeling, the color is nice and bright, but yeah. The size of it is nice, too. Yes, because I have tiny hands, so um, holding a thick highlighter is, is not that awesome. So, yeah, the spotlight, I mean, I love it. I just feel bad that we're talking about it, and it's not actually able to be acquired anymore. I know,
1: right? <laughs> like everything else vintage.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, but another highlighter that actually can compare to it and, and almost is the same feeling is the Caran Um, highlighters, the Colors Fluis, I can never say that word. It's fluorescent colors. (laughs) Um, The ones that CW sells. Uh They feel just like that highlighter, the spotlight that you gave me, but with a thicker, obviously core. Um, And I was doing some tests with like scribbling and drawing shapes and stuff. And side by side, they're very close as far as how much color is laid down on the paper, um, the brightness of the color. So I would say they're very close. And I, I wonder, I, I wish I knew the spotlight, like what it consisted of, like what, what they used to put in right. like their core because, because yeah. Caran d'Ache, the best way to describe their, their pencil highlighters is like creamy. It's like, Writing with a crayon, but not, but a little bit thicker. Like, like, for example, if you write with a crayon, it's going to kind of skip over the paper if it's like toothy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where this doesn't do that, um, but it has the same feeling of writing with a crayon. It's very waxy, but also very precise. Like, the point on these uh, Caran d'Ache dry highlighters actually stay pretty pointy if you rotate as you're using it. So... Um if you were in the market for a dry highlighter, I recommend the Caran d'Ache, hands down. Um they're a little pricey. I think they're like three fifty a pencil.
1: Yeah, but how fast are you gonna go through them? Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say, so they're pencil length too, just about. One of these lasted me the whole semester. Really, it's worth it for three fifty. The other two you sent me, Lenore, the UB highlighters. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Like, I love the natural wood color of them. I love that they're hexagonal. Um, and they obviously, they do they do their job, but it's a little too light for me. Like, there's not much pigment to them.
1: Yeah, they, they do not have the pigment density.
0: Um, and again, I mean, they lay down pink on the paper. That's not, you know, but I just, I like a little darker uh, pigment to them. Yeah, um,
1: have you? Uh, we, so we were talking about the the UV light. Have you ever used a UV flashlight on your on your highlighted notes? I have not, because it. I mean, this stuff kind of glows in the dark with um well, with I, the UV.
0: I remember from my '90s rave days.
1: Yes, that neon stuff <laughs> uh,
0: kind of pops under uh, UV light. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to try that because I have a UV flashlight. You will, because this, I mean, it basically, um, it just makes whatever you've highlighted glows on the page. So even if you're just making tiny dots Uh next to things, um, your eye will go straight to it when you put the, the UV light on. Nice. That'll be real trippy. I could
0: like study under UV
1: light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that's good for you, but you know, I actually don't know what the wavelengths are of the, of the black lights that, you know, they sell for decorator purposes how good those are for your eyes and skin over the long term, but yeah, know.
0: they always creep me out. Because if you look at someone's eyes or teeth, it's just it's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It is. Um, do you know why? Do you know why it does that? No, I do not. Okay, so um, the reason that the neon colors and that day glow things kind of seem to glow, right? The mm-hmm. glow of day glow is uh, that there are. Okay, so just backing up a little bit, you know that we see this tiny little band of wavelengths in the visible spectrum, yes, right? That I know. So all the colors that we see, that we think of as a lot, is just this teeny tiny little sliver of the entire spectrum of light that there is. Okay. And so um, sunlight contains a lot of ultraviolet light, but we can't see it. And like bees can, and there's a lot of there's a lot of other kinds of critters that can see in the UV,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. Um, so when you have these day-glow colors that look like they're kind of glowing, um, it's because they're catching that UV light, absorbing it, and re-emitting it as visible light. Okay. So they literally are reflecting more, <laughs> more visible light back to you than the amount of visible light that's impinging on them. They're not just reflecting the invisible light; they're also reflecting back some of the um, the UV light, translated into a wavelength that you can see. And so that's that's where that glow, kind of neon effect, comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I understand, it, I'm, I could be wrong about this, and I did not look it up right before we got onto record. But um, the difference between fluorescent and phosphorescent is mm-hmm. just how long it takes. So fluorescent basically is just bouncing the light back almost exactly at the same time that it um that it's absorbed yeah and phosphorescent absorbs the light and like kind of lets it out over time like it decays you know that it gets the molecules get into an excited state and they decay back to the ground state over time and that's the glow in the dark effect just They gonna absorb say. yeah so they absorb that light and then let kind of let it go slowly um and so the UV light also really charges up your glow-in-the-dark stuff and makes it glow and can make it glow brightly enough to be seen even in bright light that you can yeah. see that mm-hmm. um, that glow-in-the-dark effect even in bright light.
0: Yeah, I've always wondered, because, like, obviously, you know, they have technology now, but when I was a kid, it, I had a watch that, you know, glowed in the dark, but it wouldn't last yeah. very long. Um, right,
1: right. Yeah, the phosphors have gotten better, and, um, you know, of course, like all of the, you've got the, the pigment that actually absorbs the light and re it, but you've also got to have binders. You know, there's a lot of technology in paint. Yeah. And so you want the binders to be not, um, you know, not absorbing any more light than absolutely necessary, <laughs> not blocking any more light than necessary. So paint technology has gotten way better since the 90s, too. And like the last 20 years of paint technology have been pretty big. I've never
0: had a glow in the dark item for a long time. Does that effect ever wear out?
1: Um, you know, there's a lot that could go into that. Um, I, if they're using organic dyes, then they would just degrade over time. You know, they would oxidize and UV's pretty harsh. So, you know, it's, some of those molecules are getting broken down and oxygen is, you know, wildly toxic stuff. So, (laughs) you know, that's kind of um, breaking down those chemicals over time as well. Yeah. But I think a bigger effect is just like, especially if it's on clothing or something like that, it just, uh, you know, it just flakes off over time. I was just going to say, it it flakes off or breaks down. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, those are probably a lot less robust than a lot of other kinds of dyes that we're used to. But on the other hand, you know, who keeps a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt for 30 years, right? I mean, I would. No, I'm just kidding. I would, too. I mean, I've got, I, uh, I've definitely got clothes that are older than some of my students, but...
0: I, I actually found, a little bit on a tangent, but that's kind of our MO, at my parents' house last time, I found one of my hypercolor t-shirts.
1: Oh, yeah. But it doesn't work anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, the thermo... That's the one that changes color with temperature, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the thermochromic stuff is... Those chemicals are not robust.
0: Yeah, like...
1: Ice- Especially if you ever put it in the dryer yeah. or if it... You know, I mean, it's just... They, they break down. They're pretty, they're pretty fragile chemicals.
0: Yeah, those shirts were such a good idea until you wore one and then your armpits changed color. <laughs> exactly. Like,
1: I don't want people to... Yeah. I don't want to draw attention to yeah. the parts of my body that are hotter than other parts. Yeah. So it seems like a terrible idea.
0: Well, it was a gimmick, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's really cool about the UV. I'm going to have to try that now um, just to kind of see what that, that looks like. Um, yeah, it's
1: a lot of fun looking around the stationary items with a UV flashlight because all of the day glow stuff and neon stuff just kind of pops out. It's pretty cool.
0: Nice. And then finally, getting back to our little dry highlighter thing, um, I'm presuming you got these at Staples. I think I saw them there, those rainbow trot triangular highlighters
1: probably it was like i forgot now what i sent you
0: so (laughs) you sent me the the loose yubi stuff and then the other ones that aren't made anymore but yeah it's like a pack of uh, six jumbo neon pencils and the name of them are just rainbow a world of color um yeah and they it says premium blackwood which okay um and, uh, yeah, they're just, like, highlighter pencils. Um, I think I saw these at Staples.
1: It was probably Staples. Because um, I went to, like, three different Staples last week. My daughter was in a camp in a different part of town than usual. Ah. So I did a little stationary tour yeah. around drop-offs and pickups.
0: <laughs> um, so I tried these out, and they're very similar to the UB they do their job as intended but not to my liking uh they're they're not garbage they're just not for me um they're a little too light i do though like the triangular barrel it just it's comfy cuz it's not as sharp it's like a semi triangular i guess you yeah, it. yeah the
1: rounded triangular
0: yeah and the blackwood i mean it looks nice i don't really know what kind of wood it is but um so yeah, so for the dry highlighters, those are the ones that I've tried. I actually have a couple more that are on their way to me. Um because I am working on something for for the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh there are a couple more um that I was able to get from jet pens. They are Japanese made, so I have high hopes for them. Uh it's the Kutsuwa Highline highlighter pencil. Mm-hmm. Um it's a small pencil like the the uh, spotlight ones that you sent me and it comes with a cap and a sharpener built into the cap, which is cool. Ooh.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So looking forward to that and there's some others, but uh, moving on to the biggest category and the one that I use the most are the traditional marker style highlighters. Um, and it took me a long time to find my casemate of the highlighter world if you want to call it that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the, this forever
1: love. Yeah. I
0: I feel weird that I have a room, like I'm sitting in a room now with over a thousand pencils in it. Some worth more than six gross of casemates, but I always use the casemate, you know, like, right. It's just, it hits all the marks for me. So I, I have a highlighter. I finally found like my highlighter, like the one that, will be my BFF.
1: Do you need a drum roll? Uh, sort of. I can't actually Can I, do a drum roll. I can't so either. I have no you know, rhythm. But
0: I, no I, 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 I want to know. So we'll get right to the, my, my, like, my favorite, but then we'll go over the others. So the Stabilo Boss Highlighter. Yeah. They are by far the best highlighter that I've ever used in my entire life.
1: They do a really good
0: job. And they have features that I really enjoy that... I did not expect to come from a highlighter. Like what? Okay, so you can... I haven't tried this because I've not had the opportunity to, but if you leave the cap off, it will take four hours to dry out. So Challenge accepted. I'm going to try it because I have some duplicate colors. Um, So... The fact that, because I know a lot of times when I'm studying, if you have a highlighter with a cap on it, like you're constantly recapping, capping, you know, because you don't yes. have to highlight every second. I mean, you shouldn't. As a pro tip, like when you study, don't highlight too much. That's not.
1: Right. That's not what it's about. <laughs> it becomes unhelpful. <laughs> exactly. Very quickly.
0: So I like the fact that I can put the cap aside, put the highlighter down with no cap on it, and it's it's good to go. Um, I've had, like, two-hour study sessions, and it's still fine. So I'm going to test, though, the four-hour dry-out technology thing. Another thing, which I would probably never do because they're so cheap, but they're refillable, which, I don't know, seems kind of like a feature that isn't necessary.
1: What do they refill with?
0: Um, I'm on their website now. Let me see if I could find, like, the actual refill part. I don't know how they refill either.
1: I wonder if you put the
0: tip in something, <laughs> in something and it... Right. Whether
1: it's, uh, whether it's a bottled ink or the foam core with the ink impregnated into it.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's see. Refills. Okay. Refills. Because I know some highlighters that I've had actually, uh, they kind of absorb. Okay. Stabilo Boss.
1: Well, there's no reason not to. I know they make refillable art markers. I haven't used them, but yeah. they're a thing.
0: So it comes in a tube, and from the diagram on the actual highlighter, you stick the point of the highlighter into the tube, and then kind of just squeeze. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. So, okay. Seems legit. I mean, the refills are like a dollar. And the markers themselves, though, are like... You can get them for under $2. So why would you refill? Whatever. Maybe you have
1: a... Just because pre- plastic
0: waste. I get I'm a horrible person. I, I don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the refillable part is cool if you're conscientious of the world. Unlike myself. Um, they... You can it doesn't look like it, but there's two line widths for the highlighter based on how you hold it. So, um, I measured, um, and I was actually pretty close cause the website says you can either get a five millimeter line or a two millimeter line.
1: Mm-hmm. I measured
0: at like 1.5 and like six, but whatever. Um, so I like that that's an option too, because a lot of times I don't highlight text. I like to underline something or even mm-hmm. write with the highlighter. And it has such that, that sharp chisel tip—that it's very easy to do that.
1: And do the tips smash easily, or are they pretty robust? They're
0: pretty robust. My yellow one, um, that I use a lot for underlining, um, the tip is still fine. So cool. But then again, I I I'm careful with it.
1: Right. Well, I had some that um, the way the cap was constructed, there was sort of an inner uh, tube. In the cap, mm-hmm. that the the yes. highlighter tip went into this tube that was inside the tube of the cap, and if you didn't hit it just right, you would just kind of shred your yeah shred the tip of it over time, which I thought was a terrible design. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, but you've got this sharp. You have to hit this kind of narrow spot with fairly sharp edges around it, or it cuts. Yeah,
0: and that's one of the drawbacks because that's what these caps kind of have and i understand it's to keep the tip like you know from drying out and probably right but yeah there is that learning curve of like putting it back in the cap properly um
1: and what do they smell like are they do they smell like they're water-based or some kind of hydrocarbon Um, solvent i don't
0: know i haven't smelled one which is weird which is weird i smell everything
1: i know how could you not have smelled them
0: Give me one second, because my headphones don't reach. I'm going to grab one.
1: Okay, because I'm shocked and dismayed here. Okay. So,
0: and I like, just as a side note, they come in what's called a wallet. (laughs) Like a, it's a clear plastic case, but it's a nice little storage case. All right. So let's see.
1: Do you carry them all at once, or do you just carry, like, one of them in your bag?
0: Because I already carry things like a pack mule, like... Right. Because, you know, if I'm <laughs> on campus all day, I have a giant bottle of water, I have some food, I have laptops, so yeah, I just grab, like, three or four. Um, so, they smell like nothing.
1: So they're water-based, probably. Yeah, there's,
0: n- there's no smell to them. Let me actually look on there. Oh, yeah, duh, water-based ink. Oh, there you go. Um... So, yeah, the the fact that they're super bright um, and that they come in a total of 14 different colors is awesome. Oh, wow. So, there's the wallet of eight, which I have, of, like, the traditional colors. It's, like, a yellow, orange, a dark green, a light green, a pink, a purpley pink, a blue, like... It's a nice spectrum of colors. There's a salmon color, but then, I didn't buy them yet, but they just released a pastel pack.
1: Now, you were just complaining about the color density.
0: I know, but pastel, I, I don't know. Like, I'm banking on them being better than your normal pastel highlighter because of the colorfulness of the regulars. Right. It's just that I have to find a better place for them, because right now on Amazon, they're
1: $19 for a six-pack. Oh, my
0: gosh. It's just because...
1: <laughs> Good thing they're refillable, yeah. huh?
0: Well, it's because I think there's this craze of... Uh, I use Instagram a lot, and there's this whole subculture of studying. Um, it's actually a thing, like like young people these days now, like high schoolers and college kids, too. Oh, these kids today, they're studying. They, they like... This, this one girl, it's fascinating. I watch her for, out. she'll live stream a study session where she's, like, highlighting and writing. And, like, there's this whole culture around studying and study tools and drawing study notes and how to take study notes. Like, it's really kind of interesting. Um, so pastels are, like, the thing for this, like, little fad that's going on. So I think that's why they're so expensive, because they're kind of, like, this desirable thing because they're not 1899 is not what they actually cost um (laughs) like that's unreasonable so yeah um the there are some drawbacks to this highlighter though especially for me with tiny hands the shape of it is really awkward because i can't hold it like i would normally hold like a pencil or a pen because yeah because they're kind of a
1: big flat um yeah flat marker yeah they're kind of shaped like a bar of soap
0: yes and they they you get used to them but it's it's definitely a learning curve especially if you're taking notes and then stopping to highlight it's like this weird juxtaposition of hand gripping and it's strange Mm -hmm. um but the strengths outweigh the weaknesses so i super recommend them even if if you don't want to invest in the 10 pack jet Pen sells singles of them for two dollars each so, uh,
1: you know, it's, it's kind of funny because one of their, um, features on the, I'm looking at the Amazon link here and one of their features is an easy to hold design. Uh,
0: I mean, I guess for some.
1: It's easy to hold. It's not easy to write with.
0: Yeah. Cause there's no, I mean, you can hold it like a regular you pencil. You don't hold it like a
1: pen. But it's, it's yeah. weird.
0: It's very weird to hold it like a regular pencil. So, yeah, I mean, there are ones like the, the Statler text surfer are kind of modeled after these mm. i only used the yellow one and i wasn't impressed um it wasn't as bright as the stabilo ones and I-
1: which fundamentally if you're going to make a, a highlighter i mean the pigment density should be like the number one thing that you get right
0: yes um and there's not that four hour feature of leaving the cap off which I know seems like inconsequential, but it really matters. Because how many times have you capped a marker, but you didn't click it all the way, and then you go to use it again, yeah. and it's dry. Yeah. This kind of prevents that a little bit. So enough, like, you know, waxing poetic about the Stabilo Boss. There's, there's others that uh, come in close seconds, actually. Another one of my favorite highlighters are the uh, Zebra... Midliners?
1: Yeah, I haven't used those.
0: So again, they are kind of right now caught up in that whole study slash journaling craze. So uh-huh. they tend to be the prices fluctuate. You can get them on jet pens um, for a reasonable price, but like Amazon, sometimes they're super cheap, sometimes they're super expensive. But they come in fifteen different colors, and I really like these because of the simple fact that they come in very unique colors. They come in Brown. Like who would have thought of a Brown highlighter? Like it seems counterintuitive actually. And they come in like a canary yellow and a gray. So they, um, they come in three, um, five packs. So I guess I can't read Japanese, but I guess they're just five different sets. Like there's a, traditional highlighter set, which is your neon colors. Then there's the, I guess, earthy tone slash darker colors. So the brown, the the canary color. But then there's the lighter, I guess you could call them pastel, where it's like gray and pastel colors. Um, but the reason I like these is because they're dual tipped. So one end is chisel tip, one is like a pointed tip. It's very easy to write with them at least the ones i have these don't look like they're dual tip the ones i linked to on amazon maybe they are but they're the ones i have are dual tip so basically the other end you can just uncap and write like a pen they're my second favorite and they're also not as bulky so i can actually carry the whole set with me and not feel like i'm carrying a lot of stuff yeah um they're called the mild liner not the mid liner sorry um Okay. So yeah. Oh 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 yeah. They're 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 unique as far as their color palettes are concerned. And another thing from Zebra. So Zebra is a company, I actually before I got into pencils, I used their pens exclusively. Oh yeah. Um, yeah the the F three hundred one. It's a fine point ballpoint pen in a stainless steel barrel. Like I'm uh-huh. sure you've seen them in the store, but
1: yeah, I don't buy a lot of pens. So so
0: Zebra has a highlighter like the fine point ballpoint pen that I always like to use. Um, It has a stainless steel barrel, just like the pens do, but they only come in yellow and pink. And
1: the yellow... Which are perfectly serviceable colors, but maybe
0: not enough. The yellow, believe it or not, is too light, like too bright, if that makes any kind of sense. Like, the pigment isn't strong, but the color is bright Almost like if you use it on white paper, you can barely read it. Oh, like it's it's full of color. Like like it's not like it's a a drier highlighter. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the the brightness of the yellow mixed with the brightness of the white. My eyes are kind of weird with it. But highlighting things is great. Um, and the pink is super pigmented. Oh, good. Um, and they both are refillable, which is nice. Yeah. And that's a cartridge system. So you just unscrew it and put a new one in. And another the last one I want to talk about is the Beetle Tip highlighter.
1: Yeah, that one was new to me too. So
0: um so it's the Cocoyo, I'm probably butchering that. Um Beetle Tip Dual Color Highlighter. Um, they have them on jet pens. I actually ordered these about three years ago when I first started school because the concept was really cool. So basically it's a highlighter and it, the point of the highlighter is divided into two tips. So when you uncap it, there's two tips to it and each tip is a different color. So if you hold it at one angle, you can highlight, let's say, in green. If you hold it at the other angle, you highlight in purple. If you hold it like a traditional highlighter and sweep sideways, you can highlight in both colors on top of and on bottom of the text, if that makes sense.
1: That's that's really cool. It is. The
0: concept is awesome. I'm ordering these right they, now. They um <laughs> so on jet pens they They show uh, the little features and everything. And there's also a Beetle Tri-Tip, which... Let me find it here. Um, Which I have not used, but it seems even cooler. It's a three-way highlighter. So you can... This is, the, sorry, the three-way one is the one where you can highlight on top and on the bottom of text. So there's a chisel tip, there's a fine point tip, and if you use both at the same time, you can underline and overline things. And the tip looks like the antenna of a beetle.
1: Oh, that's why.
0: Okay. So I'll link the the, tri- the three-way marker, too, as well. Cool. Um, I, I love the pigments. I, I love the concept. For me, though, um, I use them when I'm not, like, hastily studying. Because if I use them when I'm kind of, like, quickly highlighting stuff, I always mess up and, like, highlight with both at the same time.
1: Oh, like, so you would need to be using these all the time to be used to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, right now, let me open one up and just... Actually, it's not, it's not horrible. It's, like, it's kind of just when... I don't know, for me, the way I hold my stuff, I have like a, I have a heavier grip and like I press down a bit harder than most. Uh So sometimes I'd pick up like a trace of the other color, but it's not a deal breaker for me. I just, it's, it's one of the ones that I have in my bag that I'll just, I don't mind grabbing because I like the the concept of it.
1: Well, if you're highlighting in your notes, it's not such a big deal if you make, uh, Stray marks and stuff. Well, for me, it is. I'm a
0: weird perfectionist. I'm the, I'm the student that takes notes in class and then rewrites them after class to make them look better. <laughs> 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 for what reason? I don't know. Like it's just, I guess. I mean, it helps me with retention. I guess.
1: But um, D- rewriting them, yeah. helps you with retention, regardless of yeah. how pretty you make them look. Um. Rewriting them is the big effect.
0: So yeah, I I like the beetle tip because it has a unique design. It's really cool, um, and leave it to the awesome world of Japanese school supplies to figure out something like this. Right. We're yeah. finally getting some innovation over here. Actually, in the U.S., Sharpie puts out a highlighter that I only saw on jet pens for years. It's called the Window View Highlighter. So basically, there's a little cutout in the tip of the highlighter that you can see the text that's coming up so you don't highlight too far. Huh. And I've used Japanese ones and it works well because you can see, because that's my problem too. You're highlighting a sentence and then you like go over into the next sentence because you don't know where it ends.
1: Oh, I left, I'm left-handed. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I don't run into that. That's a, that's, this is the rare place where it's actually an advantage to be left-handed.
0: Yeah. So... I like those window views. So I've seen Sharpie makes them here. I, I haven't used the Sharpie ones, but I, it's a cool concept. Like, there's just no innovation with our stationery here, and it's kind of disappointing. Um, and I was going to talk about the Sharpie highlighter. It's the one that you'll probably find in most offices, like that typical barrel, like hi- like the thick, big, chunky highlighters that everyone uses. Mm -hmm. they're standard they're not awesome but they do their job my final section of highlighters that i've been kind of studying and writing about are the gel highlighters which until recently i was unaware that they existed because i figured like i don't know like whenever i read gel highlighter i thought of like a gel pen and assumed that they were just conflating gel and regular highlighter with the same, you know what I mean? Like I didn't realize that they were, that so they
1: knew what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah. I didn't realize they were a whole
0: category within themselves. <laughs> so the best way to describe my feeling, and I've only used the Sharpie gel ones. I haven't used any others. I have a couple that are, that are coming in the mail. Um, it writes like a glue stick. Oh. That's the feeling I get.
1: Okay. Weird. Okay.
0: Um, they smear a lot. And my experience with the Sharpie one is that they left chunks, like a like a glue stick. Like a glue stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially probably, it's almost like an unsticky pigmented glue stick. Oh, wow. And um, they're actually... I, the reason I, I found out about them is because um, for part of my thesis work, I am doing a lot of reading of the Quran, which, like the Bible, has really thin pages. And yeah. I want to annotate, but I also want to, like, highlight things. And most of the highlighters I have, even the my lovely Stabilo Boss ones, they go on to the next page. They, they go through the page because it's so thin. Right. Yeah. These actually are used for like Bible highlighting, like that thin paper. I think because it stays on top of the page.
1: Right, which is what part of what the pencils were really marketed for yeah. as well. I and mean, some places called them Bible highlighters. Yeah, in
0: fact there's a pack on Amazon that that has them in mm-hmm. there and then they're labeled like pink is for Jesus's words and stuff like that. So
1: Oh really? Yeah,
0: like it's really interesting. Um So it like, I I, I mean, they're used extensively. And a lot of the reviews I see are um, people showing pictures of them highlighting their Bible and stuff like that. But I just wasn't impressed with the Sharpie ones. Maybe the other ones will be better. But it just, it was just like, it felt like I was highlighting with a glue stick. Um, and they twist... Yeah, so
1: the experience isn't good.
0: Yeah, like, they, um, they twist up to advance the the gel core. I I think what makes them desirable, too, is that they show a lot that you can highlight, like, magazines and, like, glossy paper, and it stays on it. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you use, like, I've used highlighters on glossy paper, and sometimes it just, it just skips over the surface. Yes. And, um... Also, it never dries out. That's another feature, I guess. But the fact that I highlighted with some of these, it left little chunks that were smeared into the adjacent color that I was using. And then if you try to get those chunks off, it makes it worse. That's just a deal breaker for me. Like, it's just... It causes more yeah,
1: No, I mean, it, it sounds completely impractical.
0: And unfortunately, I've yet to find, maybe I should order some of these Bible ones, but I've yet to find one with a fine enough tip for me to actually highlight passages in the Quran because they're tightly packed together.
1: Right.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what, what I find with the others that I have coming in. But I think in theory it's a good idea, But for everyday highlighting on regular school paper, just don't use these. Like, period.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: They're cool, though. I recommend you picking one up. If you can find, like, a store with, like, open stock, that you can buy, like, one. If not, I'll send you, I'll I'll actually send you one, because I have a package, actually, together for you.
1: Um, Oh, okay. Well, I'm already scheming a uh, stop at um, Target and Walmart on the way home this afternoon.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to do that on my way out as well. Um, So yeah, the, the, there's one other type of highlighter that I haven't used yet and it's made by Sharpie, but I've seen others, the liquid pen highlighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what makes it super different. It says that it's, the colors are bolder. So I'm guessing maybe it's almost like when you write with like a, a gel pen as opposed to a ballpoint pen. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're reaching now. Like, Sharpie's kind of become this, like, prolific highlighter producer. <laughs> like, on Amazon. Yeah,
1: there seem to be a lot of choices on Amazon. Yeah, so
0: Sharpie has the clear view, which I just talked to you about, how there's an unobstructed view of the, the text that you're highlighting. Uh-huh. They have the blade highlighter, which is the, na- you know, the regular one that we're used to, the gel, the liquid pen, the mini, the pocket, the retractable, and... The classic tank highlighter, as they call it.
1: Now, you were just complaining that we didn't get innovation.
0: I see the only innovative thing, the View one. Because the gel... Actually, the gels that I have coming are from Japan, so... Maybe they're better. But, like, I don't know.
1: So... The four-hour no-dry-out thing is huge, That though.
0: is what determined what was my case meet of the highlighter world.
1: Yeah, but if they came up with it in a better shape or a different, um, yeah, I,
0: you, know, you know, if they had a
1: pen form of it, then you would like that better. So
0: Yeah, you know what I think it is?
1: People are allowed to like different things, Dee.
0: Yeah, I think the Stabilo Boss ones, yeah, you're right. If they came in a different size or a different shape, I would like them more. But I think they're caught up in their design because... It, like when you go on their website, it's like the iconic design from 1971 is still around today. So I think like,
1: oh yeah, you know what I
0: mean? It's kind of their thing. They're invested. Yeah, like yes. if I saw one of these highlighters and it wasn't labeled, I would know what it is without having to see a name. You know what I mean?
1: To- yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah,
0: um, but that's kind of it as far as like highlighters and and what I you know which ones I I recommend. Um, Real briefly, and then I, I guess we can wrap this up because we're, you know, we're approaching the hour mark, is how I use them. I kind of briefly talked about that, but I think that the way you use a highlighter determines which one to use.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So obviously, like other people that are students, I use them to highlight notes on notebook paper or on printed out paper. Um, I don't buy textbooks. I refuse to, so I don't do that. But um, I will say that the paper choice is super important. And this is where I've actually had trouble. So I use Japanese paper, like school paper, Uh because I like the fact that it is super smooth. Like it's not toothy at all. And it comes in five millimeter line. Um, Because I write pretty small, but Uh also the paper, the line paper that I have has little tick marks, like every, like, I don't know what a standard graph paper grid is, like quarter inch. I don't don't know. But basically... Oh, you can buy any size. (laughs) So basically there's little tick marks that you could draw your own little graph on the line paper and you have like guidelines for it. So it's really helpful. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's helpful. So... That kind of paper, being super smooth, not many highlighters are going to work well with that. But I don't know if it's just the way they are, but the Stabilos, for some reason, dry quicker than others. I wouldn't say they dry quickly on that paper, but they dry quicker than others. Um, But definitely, if you're using any other paper other than traditional staples or whatever kind of school paper, you have to really be careful. I'd say avoid really wet wet highlighters like a lot of the sharpie highlighters like the marker style are super super like wet like i don't i don't know why that is but they kind of just sit on top of the paper for a long time right um so in that situation definitely try to go with the dry highlighters or if you're daring enough the gel ones (laughs) but um (laughs) And as far as the paper choice, um, there's the opposite issue if you're using really toothy paper. For example, I've been messing around with a confidant from Baron Fig. And compared to the paper I use normally for school notes, it's super toothy. And I like to use my confidant for like writing down homework assignments or whatever, just jotting down stuff. The dry highlighters just don't give a good effect because it doesn't really get into the paper Right. So, again, just be mindful of what kind of paper you're using with what kind of highlighter. And that's why I recommend just owning a lot of highlighters. It'll give you an excuse to buy stuff. <laughs> um, I use them for everything. I I couldn't even tell you how I use them. I use them to highlight notes. I use them to highlight text that I read. I use them to highlight grocery lists because I'm weird. And I highlight, like, produce and dairy and <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the highlighter is kind of a mainstay in my life.
1: That sounds great. I'm so glad that you could talk about this because I don't use them that much. I have them and I use them occasionally, mm-hmm. but I, it's just kind of not part of my process. Yeah, like I
0: guess I guess my use of them will decrease greatly when I'm not a student anymore.
1: Not if you're using them for grocery lists. I mean, it sounds like it's part of your mental process. You may still be using them.
0: I won't use them as much. Like, I'll use them, for example, even though I have a digital calendar, every month I print out my Google calendar, and I don't have a color printer, so I use them to highlight my, what I gotta do, and I just stick it on the wall. Uh, yes. So, I guess you're right. I will still use them, but right now, it's like, I'm extensively using highlighters. Like, I can't
1: leave home. You're actually going through them.
0: Yeah. To the point where I've turned around and gone back home because I forgot them. <laughs> because the bookstore at school is horrific. <laughs> they don't have anything desirable there. Um, and things are expensive anyway. So I, I think, like, a like toiletries are, like, triple the price of normal things. So, like, yeah, I don't go in there. So, yeah, I've driven home to get my highlighters. So, um but that's about it. I think I've kind of like wore this topic out. I I am working on a piece for the blog. It's going to take a bit because I'm waiting for more stuff to come into the mail. So by the time this is out, I'm hoping that the post will be up. So, um, any I mean, you said you really don't use highlighters. Anything else you wanted to add?
1: Uh, no, I think I think you've covered it really well. It was it was really interesting for me and a little bit expensive as usual. Yeah,
0: and I liked your science aspect we should have like a special segment on the podcast
1: like, <laughs> we should what would we title it something like lenore nerds out yeah like less
0: and i could be talking about something and then you interject with like the scientific explanation of why it doesn't yeah you can't actually
1: see me over here pushing my glasses up when <laughs> i get started
0: that's funny um yeah i don't know have like a special like like NPR does like a science Friday, you know, like we can have a,
1: yeah. Um, well I can't fill up a whole show though. So, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just keep interjecting when I have something good. But,
0: um, so that's it for, for this week's show. Um, I do want to take a moment like always to thank everyone for their support, um, both on the website and on our Facebook group. It's really nice. I mean, we do this just kind of as a labor of love, and we'd be talking about this stuff anyway, so why not record it? And <laughs> so it's it's really nice to get support and actually, like, hear from people that are impacted by what we say. So I want to thank everyone who continues to support us. And the links in the show notes um, are affiliate links. So if you are interested in the products that we are talking about, you know... If you buy them through there, we get a couple pennies, but it helps us, you know, keep the show going. Um, so you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. Um, since she's not here, I'll, I'll take up the task of telling all of you where you can find Les. You can find less at com, on Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, and on Instagram and Twitter at Original L.C. Harper. And me, D. you can find me at theweeklypencil.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. And what about you, Lenore?
1: Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me through the RSVP group or the Erasable group. And um, and I'm on Twitter, but uh, I forgot my Twitter handle. I think it's like... At Lenore underscore yes. Hoyt, I think yep. is that. So, yeah. Because I'm boring. Yeah. I don't really use Twitter,
0: so. But that's it for this week, guys. Uh, We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks so much for joining us.